welcome to Time to Hire from the RBOA. Whether you're a seasoned talent acquisition professional or just starting in the field, Time to Hire provides an invaluable platform to expand your knowledge, learn from industry leaders, and stay up to date with the rapidly changing world of recruitment. I'm Lamiz Aburama. In this episode, Zach Coffey, Vice President of Strategic Partnerships at Human, speaks about candidate persona. In particular, how to use this effective tool to identify the best talent for your business. Human is a leading national people solutions organization and a gold member of the RPOA since 2007. Welcome, Zach. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you to everyone for being here, uh, taking the, your, your lunch break to listen to me. I really appreciate it. Um, I'll, I'll give a little introduction about myself. Let me said my uh, fancy title is Vice President of Strategic Partnerships. But you can see on the photos on the right there. So when I graduated college, the best waste of a degree that I could come up with was be a professional musician. And so I still do that from time to time. Uh, play a few gigs here and there. I'm a, a family first guy, dad first. I feel like I'm an Uber driver sometimes. But uh, about a decade ago, I started my professional career after music as a recruiter. And I started here with, with Human. I spent a lot of time recruiting. And then, um, gosh, six or seven years ago, I moved over to the solution side of things. And so the way my job transformed really was being able now, instead of recruiting candidates, I'm out talking with talent acquisition leaders or around the U.S. and really um, consulting in five key areas. So we're looking at uh, the people, the process, the technology, recruitment, marketing, and reporting, and elevating all of those areas to ultimately uh, elevate the talent acquisition uh, function. But today we're talking about the candidate persona and really where it factors in. And two of those key areas are with the technology um, that we bring and our partners deploy, as well as the recruitment marketing and how you're able to use a candidate persona to truly hone in um, and, and spend that those dollars a, a little more wisely. So at Human, uh, we, we make hires for our partners, but most importantly, it's about making the right hires. And so a little bit of information about us, we'll make about 50,000 hires on behalf of our partners this year. It's across lots of different industries. Um, but we're about 500 employees, all based in the U.S., Jacksonville, Albuquerque. And then like me, uh, we have about 50 percent of a remote workforce. So I'm actually in the uh, Dallas, Fort Worth area. So go, go Rangers, go Cowboys. Uh, it's an exciting week over here. Um, but what makes us the experts, right? What gives me the right to stand up here and talk about candidate personas? You know, we hire a lot of people, but ultimately for us, Understanding a candidate persona is so important because it affects our culture. And, and we are a culture first, a culture forward organization. And you see on the left side of the screen, some of the awards and accolades that we have won um, ba based on our culture. But really for us, we wanted to understand how we measure culture. And for us, measuring culture meant that we needed to see how engaged our workforce was. So you can see that first award, Gallup, most engaged workforce in the world. We respond every even year. And it's really exciting. And it means that we have a group of engaged folks and a great culture. But what exactly is culture? And so culture, to me, uh, I have a sociological background, but culture is a group of people that share a common set of core values. 
And through candidate persona exercises, through uh, really understanding who we're looking for beyond experience and education, we are able to consistently bring in folks into our organization that match our core values. Um, they are the right candidate persona that we're looking for. And because of that, we continue to have a strong culture. So really excited to talk to you today, not as much about our culture, but how you can go through this candidate persona exercise as well. Um, so we'll unpack that. Let me say, I think you have a uh, poll question here. If you want to, if you want to pop that first one up. So really the, the question here, do you even use candidate personas? Yes, no, or, or are you unsure? You may be unsure what they even are. Uh, that makes my job a, a little bit easier uh, if that's the case, but we definitely want to dive in. So I see some yeses, uh, a few a few no's, a, a couple unsures. So I appreciate, uh, really appreciate the feedback here. So we'll keep going. So what what is a, a candidate persona? Uh, candidate persona is a, really a profile for specific positions. So it's not all the positions are really digging into each one based on the skills and personality attributes of those who succeed in that specific role. So you think specifically about personality traits, career goals, motivations, those soft skills, what makes somebody a great employee in that role beyond their resume, beyond the experience and the education. And so we, we talked about that. Who, who is it? So that's what we're developing this candidate persona, looking for those skills and traits that make a perfect hire. But why? Why do we do this? So when you go back to your COO, he's going to say, why are we spending uh, all of this time working on candidate personas? Well, you can say, hey, listen, it helps us identify better talent. So not only are we bringing people in that are going to stick around, that are going to advance within our organization, but it also is going to help us save some dollars, right? So when our recruitment marketing team is going out and they're advertising for these roles, instead of taking that shotgun approach of let's blast it out as much as we can, get as many candidates as we possibly can, you're able to really refine the search that you're going through and saying, let's fish in these pools and these ponds and not this pond over here because we know that we just don't get a ton of candidates. And the only way that we know that is by going through this, this candidate persona process. So, uh, thinking about really what this process is and, and how we get started. So I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, it's not every single position, not every single position that you may hire one time a year needs a candidate persona. Of course, you want to understand what about that role is going to make somebody successful and, and all of those things. But where we really think about taking the time to develop a candidate persona and go through this large process is thinking through those top three to five positions. So if you're a manufacturing organization and you're looking at those folks that maybe are on the line level, those, those producers, well, let's look at that job. Uh, if you're an education, let's look at teachers, right? Let's look, if you're a hospital, let's look at those nurses that are on the front lines and, and a nurse that is working on the south side of Chicago versus Pasadena, California, it's gonna be very different motivations of why they would wanna work in that area. So take those top three to five positions and let's dig into those, right? So the second piece is we really want to conduct some external research. So uh, while we will be going in and understanding this position of what makes people tick, we also wanna go out and we wanna understand our market 
Um, but also take a look at competitors. Go to their glass door. What are what are employees that work at our competitors saying about these specific roles that they're either praising, um, they're expressing some frustrations about? And as you go into the market and listen to these candidates, see these other folks, you're going to learn a lot instead of just staying insulated and looking specifically at your roles. So thinking of who, who should really be a part of this. So we want to pick five to 10 colleagues to attend really a workshop meeting. These five to 10 colleagues are, are the ones that um, are leading the folks in these roles, right? So maybe a, a manager of a, of a group of uh, line level employees and they can come in and, and you see on the right side, this um, candidate persona analysis worksheet, which some of these worksheets, if you're looking for some of these things and some ideas to get started, we'd be happy to share them with you. But as these next level leaders go through this and think about, hey, what, what are these folks' motivations? What are their personality traits that actually make them successful at this role? Are we talking to people that um, have, have no shame about sharing their opinion and they're, they're happy to be vocal about things and that makes them successful in a specific role? We want to understand that. We want to know that. So having those leaders fill out this worksheet and then coming um, to, to the workshop meeting to have a larger discussion about it. And then lastly, you know, summing up and really compiling that final candidate persona information uh, is extremely important. I'll show you on the next slide what that looks like. But when you think about going through this process, it's it's quite a few people. Um, five to 10 people for each role and thinking about all of these positions, you really want to have somebody leading this process that understands recruitment marketing as well as your organization so that they can take this they can take this information, boil it down and say, hey, this is information that we're going to use when we're out doing marketing in the world, when we're thinking about technology platforms that we may need to bring to enhance a process. Um, you want to have somebody leading this process that truly understands that. Once we've summed it up, this is this is really what what we're looking at. So this is a sample um, of a candidate persona re really flow. Um, and you see some of the simple things like the biographical information. Where did they go to school? Where do they live? You know, what are they looking for for uh, earning salary? Those things. But there's some of the soft things. What are what are their career aspirations? What are their life goals? Is this is this a role that you're looking uh, for, for somebody that is maybe looking for a part-time role, right? And so thinking through what are their career aspirations? What are they looking to achieve? How do we balance the role with, within their life? Um, and then key skills. So is, is this person a good communicator? Are they able to take a lot of data and synthesize that information? Are they confident in providing their opinion? When we start to understand the, the candidate holistically beyond that resume, what we're able to do is look in maybe different fields that have similar skills, um, that are able to have those soft skills that can transfer over and make a great employee. We do this a lot at Human where we hire recruiters and ultimately we may bring somebody into our organization that doesn't have uh, some recruitment experience or a lot of recruitment experience, but what they do have um, is maybe experience as a hiring manager. They understand the back end. They understand, you know, a, a back office or, or something like that. 
and they're coachable and they are customer service oriented and they're gritty and they're all of these core values that we're looking for. So we feel good about bringing them into our, our organization. We can teach them um, to be a recruiter, but what we can't teach are, are these goals and these key skills that we're looking for. So going through this candidate persona really allows you to see who we are looking for beyond just those kind of things on paper. Give you a, a great example of using a, a candidate persona. Um, we work with a partner. They are a large rail-based freight um, organization, and, and they were looking for train conductors, and they were ha having a tough time. And so we went in and we talked to the leaders within their organization, those next-level leaders, and we said, hey, tell me about the folks that thrive in this role that you are leading. And we came up and we we went through the, the workshop and we found some themes within these roles. And you see some of the biographical stuff, listen, they're 30 to 40 male with a blue collar background. Um, we, we saw maybe their experience or education where they came from. But then we started looking at soft skills, things they're interested in. So uh, particularly, you know, some of those interests, we, we saw that they came from a military background. They were really interested in classic cars, right? So when we're going to social media, we're not saying, hey, we're going to go to Meta over here and just blast out all of these ads. We can go to Meta and say, we're looking for folks that are into these specific hobbies that maybe have this similar background. And we're able to uh, really refine our advertisements, our job descriptions to include things like not you're a train conductor, you're not going to be sitting at the front of a train doing nothing. You're actually um, using that situational awareness. You have to be analytical. It is a really hands-on job. You're working with large machinery. You're doing some of these things that are similar to uh, the skills that they enjoy doing. And so when you're able to take take these things. Uh, it, it just truly refines what you're doing um, and, and cuts down on that spin. It also may open you up to understanding that, hey, maybe our, our value proposition, maybe we're missing something, right? Can we look at these soft skills and then go into a new pond and say, listen, we know that you are an analytical person and this is why a trained conductor role may be perfect for you. And it may be something that they never even thought about, but you're able to tell them about it because your description matched and you understand their pains, their goals, their frustrations. So some of the, the questions that we're looking for, um, of course, like I said, the, the background, um, their goals, their challenges, the, the why. So this is so important that you're talking with folks within your organization that truly understand the job. Let's get some quotes from those people so that at the end, when you get to your how, we talk about the marketing messaging and your elevator pitch for your recruiters. At the end of the day, your recruiters are your only salespeople within HR. And so when they're talking with candidates, let's give them some ammunition and let's be able to say, hey, you know why I think you may be a perfect person for this role. Let me tell you what Sally over here said about this role and working here. We have real quotes for her um, and we're able to relay that to a, a candidate. It enhances our recruiters 
um, ability to really sell a candidate on a role. So when we run into challenges with compensation or location or things like that, we're able to quickly overcome a lot of those things because we understand that salary is only one small piece of what motivates these candidates. We know that truly what they want to do is within the job and it's a hands-on something. Our recruiter can sell that and our recruiter can do that because they truly understand who this candidate is. Thinking through, even at a larger scale, th those motivations and what is important. So I mentioned salary. It's not always the most important. We deliberately put it lower on the list because it isn't always the most important. But thinking about the benefits, the culture, uh, the teammates that they're going to work with, and being able to relay that information to a candidate is, is vitally important. When we think about that downstream and how this can affect things like our process, technology that we're bringing, recruitment marketing dollars that we're spending, we really want to stop and, and think about this. So, uh, you know, how will these folks search and apply for a job? If you're looking, for example, for a part-time role, uh, maybe somebody looking to pick up some extra hours during, you know, a, a seasonal peak. Well, that person's probably not actively looking for a role. Uh, they may be spending time on their phone, but uh, you're going to need to advertise in a place that they are. So maybe for that part-time example, you're looking for teachers or you're looking for somebody that um, is, is spending time in a group on, on Facebook or somewhere where you can advertise into and tell them about this role, something that they may not have even been thinking about. Uh, thinking about your process and how you're interviewing folks. So is that person who already has a job and is looking for something extra, are they going to come in for an in-person interview? Likely not. So could there be an adjustment to uh, your hiring process that would help a candidate move through quicker and ultimately land you more quality candidates? And then the last piece, where, where will they look, right? So this is meeting them where they are, whether that's social media, whether that is talking to folks within your organization and asking for referrals, but giving them some ammunition about, hey, this is why you would want to come work here. Um, different job boards, different places that we're advertising. It's so important to think about your candidate as people. And, and I think uh, if I can sum everything up, I, I think that's the biggest thing for me is when you're out and you're recruiting these folks, oftentimes we think of our employees, especially in a large organization as a number. Um, it isn't right. It isn't what we intend to do. But ultimately, we lose sight of who they are as people. And going through this candidate uh, persona exercise truly gives you an insight as to who your employees are beyond the day-to-day -day of a job, uh, beyond uh, a resume. And then ultimately, there's a, a ton of benefits, right? So we're going to be bringing the right people in that are going to be sticking around. It impacts turnover. Um, you're going to fill those positions faster because you're looking for the right people to fill. Something that I'm most proud of at Human is our interview to hire ratio is 1.9 to 1. And so much of that is driven based on what we are doing from a candidate persona exercise. We're fishing in the right pond. We're not grabbing 10 people and hoping one sticks. We can grab two, three, four people, and we know that they're all great candidates and we can submit them and, and we know that they're going to have some staying power. 
So I know this was a, a quick webinar. Uh, this is a very high level overview of what a candidate persona is, how you can use it. And hopefully I, I gave you some tactical uh, ways that you could go and take this today with your team and say, let's do a candidate persona exercise. But if you're sitting there and you're thinking, this is great, I don't either, one, I don't understand uh, exactly how it may benefit me or two, there's no way that I could do this on my own, I would love to talk with you. And so please send me an email um, if you're looking to uh, get some information about those candidate persona samples or, or worksheets. We'd love to send them over to you and then we'd love to have a conversation. So I appreciate you coming, spending your lunch time with me. Uh, Lamise, I'll, I'll hand it back over to you. Thank you, Zach. And we are taking questions. If you want to drop those in the chat or chat is good, actually. Let's not do the Q&A. Um, Zach, do you have a slide for contact information, whether your email or... I do, yes. Thank you. So here, <laughs> here's all my information. Shoot me a text. This is my cell phone number, the 405. I, it's, it, oftentimes, it's the best way I can get uh, in touch with people. So send me an email, uh, shoot me a text, give me a call. I'd love to, love to chat with you. Sounds great. And I love the uh, presentation and the depth of information. Thank you for for you and your team putting this together. Um, I do have some, a few questions. If you want okay, to hit me That's your right. first time on the program, I'll, I'll <laughs> make them easy. If you don't like a question, All just right. Fair. over. Um, do you need a candidate persona for every position in the organization? No, definitely not. And you know, there, if there's a position that you're hiring, like I said, once a year, Let's not worry about it. We do want to understand our company's culture. We want to understand our value proposition. We want to understand all of those things because ultimately it's important information to a candidate. But I wouldn't say that we need to spend hours uh, doing a candidate persona for a position that we may hire one or two a year. But when we think about the top three to five positions, that's where it's most important. So those positions that you're bringing in, a lot of times high turnover or very impactful positions to your organization and, and folks that we want sticking around for a long time, I'd say it's absolutely worthwhile to go through a candidate persona exercise with those positions. Okay, that's helpful. And would it be one candidate persona for a position or is it possible that a position would have multiple candidate personas? Sure. Great question. So, you know, ideally we're looking at a position that we're hiring so often, you know, that it's not changing a ton. However, when we think about uh, a candidate persona, it's, it's going to adjust based on um, a location, but for instance, you know, like I, I think I gave an example of the South side of Chicago versus Pasadena, California. Not only is it a different location, but it is a different person that is working at a very similar role. So based on location, based on management, based on team structure, based on all of those things, our candidate persona can adjust and it should adjust. And ultimately, long term, a candidate persona is a working document. And so as you get feedback from in a recruiter situation, if you're getting feedback from hiring managers, feedback from the organization that maybe something needs to adjust in the candidate persona, Let's, let's adjust it, but we have a really good base level for what we're looking for by going through this exercise. This leads me to the next question. You kind of alluded to this. How is there a formal review for uh, candidate personas? Is that something that happens on regular basis, once and done? What's the process? Sure. 
Yeah. So, so we broke down that process a little bit, right? Bring in, you know, five to 10 folks that are working on this and you will go through a big process at the beginning. Um, but then really, I, I think that these should be reviewed in a formal capacity uh, annually. Um, it's probably a good time. What's changed in the last year? What is or isn't working based on the candidate persona that we're using to screen candidates and find candidates? And an annual review would would be uh, really helpful. But as you have more time, I would say um, it never hurts to go back and <laughs> go back and look, right? Yeah. You said annual. Did you find during the pandemic, because it, it feels like people's priorities change, their perspective on a lot of things change, even location, all of that. Did you find that you had to reassess candidate personas for your clients? Sure. Yeah. I, I think as we've, gosh, it feels like forever ago, but really it's been about four years ago since the beginning of the pandemic and pandemic. And you forget how much the world has shifted. And uh, me as a person, my, my priorities have shifted, right? So um, understanding that role and knowing that it is going to be a, a flexible, you know, document that that it's not a hard and fast and every single person that we hire for this role is going to be exactly like this. That is not at all what a candidate persona exercise. That's not the point of a candidate persona exercise, I'll say. Um, really, it's just thinking through constantly what, what are what are the challenges of this role? What makes someone successful from a core value perspective, right? What are those personality traits? What are those things? Um, and some of those things, they don't change whether we're at home or when we're in an office. I, I, I like to think I'm the same person, whether I'm sitting right here or if you go see me next week at a Cowboys game playing, playing music, right? Um, it's very much the same person and what makes me tick, that's what we're trying to get to when we do a candidate persona. A um, couple more, if you would allow me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> For an organization starting that that does not have this candidate persona process in place, what does an implementation duration looks like? You said there is a lot done upfront. How long would that process take? Definitely. And I, I don't know that there is an actual prescriptive amount of time that it should take. Um, some organizations are going to be at a different level on the spectrum, right? They may have absolutely no idea who they're looking for for a role. That organization is going to take a little bit longer to go through it than an organization who has a really good grasp and maybe they're just refining a candidate persona process. What I'll say and what is most important is have somebody who truly understands what you're doing from a recruitment marketing perspective, as well as a uh, talent acquisition process perspective. So when they deeply understand what's going on and the ins and outs of those things, um, they're able to ask some of the right questions, right? We can give you a, we can give you a sample analysis. We can give you a, a, a final layout of, hey, this is kind of what our candidate personas look like. But ultimately, you need somebody within your organization that's able to distill that information down to something that is going to be important. And usually that's going out and choosing which ponds we're fishing in, where we need to spend money appropriately. Uh, if you don't have that person, um, there are a lot of groups. We are a group that that does that. Um, and so we'd love to chat about it. 
on that topic, uh, do you have uh, resources or maybe templates that people can use to create marketing persona that you'd like to share? Sure. Yeah. Shoot, shoot me an email. I, I can send it out to you. Um, we have all of these things. I, I'm happy to share these slides. Um, and then we have a, a few things internally that we use as well, but always glad to have a conversation. Well, thank you so much for um, allowing me to ask all these questions, Zach. It's been fun <laughs> to have this conversation and learn as much about candidate persona as we did. It's a new topic on the program. So I appreciate you bringing all this insight and knowledge. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, spending your lunch break with me. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Time to Hire podcast from the Recruitment Process Outsourcing Association. Give us a review wherever you listen to the podcast and always stay connected, stay engaged, and stay informed of what's happening in the talent and recruiting world by tuning into the RBOA, the place to go for RBOs.